The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another new episode of Couch Talks on Uni Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat, and I am your host. Couch Talks is the special bonus episode of Uni Therapy where I answer questions that you guys send to me, and you can send those to Catherine at UniTherapyPodcast.com. Now, before we get started, I want to give out the quick reminder that, yes, I am a therapist who is answering questions that you guys are sending to me, and at the same time, this does not, cannot, and does not try to serve as a replacement for therapy or any actual mental health services. Now, we're going to get right to the question today, and for anybody who's new, I always keep these emails anonymous so you can feel safe sending in whatever it is that is on your mind. So I'm not going to say the name of who this is coming from, but I am going to read their email or part of it. And we're going to get into the question. It's about attachment today, which you guys know that I love. Okay. When, if ever, would it be appropriate to suggest to someone with an avoidant attachment style that they display the behaviors associated with the attachment style and that it might be something worth looking into? Is it ever appropriate to do that in a sensitive way so as to not trigger a defensive response or is it something that you just hope they figure out on their own and get help for? Okay. So such a good question, such a thoughtful question. And my immediate reaction to this is just to send out a little disclaimer and warning that we on the peer outside who are watching somebody else's behavior cannot accurately read somebody's attachment style per se. 
even as someone who operates from this lens as a mental health professional who's been doing therapy for like 10 years, it can take me some time to figure this out. And it's not just about observing behavior. It also has a lot to do with their underlying motivation and somebody's interpretation of past experiences, which those are things that we can't just know. And because we also see life through our own individual filters, we all have different ways of meaning making. So what we see on the outside may not match what somebody else is experiencing or going through or doing on the inside. Now, that is to say that sometimes it can be more obvious than others when we are looking and kind of thinking about what somebody's attachment style might be. But I would, in all cases, operate from a sense of observing everything and assuming nothing when it comes to using basic attachment theory knowledge in our personal lives. Kind of like the Enneagram, how you're not supposed to type other people. I also would really steer clear of just going for assuming people's attachment based on our experience of them and our judgment of their behavior and character and thoughts and feelings and relationships. We could be right, just like you could be right typing somebody with an Enneagram, you also could be wrong and there could be a lot of things that you're missing. So observe and then try not to assume. Be curious. Now, let's just say you want to offer feedback to express what you're observing. First, I want to bring you guys back to my favorite three questions that I ask before I really give anybody advice, especially in my personal life, also in therapy. But before I give a lot of feedback or say things, I'll ask myself these questions. Pretty sure I talked about this last week on the podcast or maybe the week before, but the questions are one, does this need to be said? Two, does this need to be said by me? And three, does this need to be said right now? And to get the green light, to be able to say what you want to say, you have to say yes to all three of these questions. A maybe is not a yes. So yes to all three, and then you can move forward. Now, After that, I would also encourage anyone who's going to offer insight like this to ask if the person that you are talking to is even open to it because they might not want to hear or be in a place where it is appropriate or safe to hear feedback around something as intimate as their attachment style and how they approach relationships and kind of interact literally in the world. So I would also really encourage you guys to, before you offer something to somebody, hey, do you mind if I offer you a little bit of feedback about something? Or, hey, are you open to hearing something that I've kind of observed and kind of just want to like bring to your attention? That's the first part. So I, I would ask that question to the person after you said yes to all three of the questions that you ask yourself. Now, this is a hard question to answer generally because there are so many areas where it could be appropriate and also many areas when it would not be such a good idea to tell somebody that you think that they have an avoidant attachment style. And we have to remember that often somebody's avoidant attachment is working for them. So if you're trying to get someone to change their behavior, that might be a red flag on your part. I want you guys to be very aware if I'm going to offer this kind of information or feedback to somebody, why am I doing it? Am I doing this to help them? Am I doing this because it seems like they might not know about this thing? Am I doing this because I want them to change? Am I doing this for my own personal gain? And do I even think it's safe to offer this information for my own personal gain right now? And one thing that I have discovered to be so important in every relationship, not just in the therapeutic world as I'm working with clients, is that we really have to meet people where they're at unless they are asking us specifically for something else. We really need to start to really attempt to try to meet people where they're at. And if this is a dating scenario, one thing that I stand by is that we can't date someone's potential. 
We can date them where they are. That's all we can do. And if they shift and change and, and they, they grow and they reach some potential that you maybe see in them, that's awesome. But you can't date somebody in the future. And it would be harmful to you and that other person to date somebody hoping that they're going to change. You might get disappointed. They might get hurt. You might get resentful. They might get resentful. A lot could happen. When we're dating somebody, we're dating the present human in front of us. When we try to date somebody's potential, we really set ourselves up kind of for a disaster. So again, that goes into like the why we might want to share this information. If this is all for personal gain because you see somebody able to meet a need of yours, that might go into how you answer those three questions I said above. Now, with that being said, I totally think it can be appropriate to share this. I totally think that in certain scenarios, it could be appropriate to offer some insight, some feedback, and just like invite somebody into learning about something new. That is really, really helpful in a lot of scenarios. And one way you might do that is just talking about how you've learned about your own attachment, how it's helped you in whatever ways that it has. That might just authentically and naturally bring this to somebody's attention and they might get curious about it themselves. They might even ask you, what do you think I am? What have you seen in me? Where do you think I might fit? And you might say, I don't know, I've kind of observed these things in you. I could be off, but here are some resources that might help you dig into it. Or it might be something if you're in therapy, you might want to talk to your therapist about. We don't need to be gatekeepers with helpful information, especially when it comes to attachment theory, but we do need to be honest about why we are sharing the information. Saying something like, hey, oh my gosh, have you heard about attachment theory? I just listened to this podcast on it or read this book and it's been super helpful for me to understand my behaviors and create healthier habits and boundaries for myself, as well as realize my own worthiness in relationships. That's a simple way to just open up dialogue that might encourage, like I said, just encourage someone to do some digging into this themselves. And it takes away the responsibility for us to say, hey, I see this. You should do this. Saying you're so avoidant, you need to do X to fix Y is not so helpful. And I don't think that's what this person was going to do. And that kind of feedback is not very digestible. When talking about attachments, it's really easy to demonize and secure leaning people and it can be hard stuff to take in. So if somebody's open to hearing feedback about something you might have observed, we want to make sure that it doesn't sound or feel like we are diagnosing them with some like disgusting incurable disease. I'll even give you a little tip that in therapy, when I'm working with clients, often I express things I observe with clients with this caveat of please let me know if this feels way off or I could be off, so you let me know if this feels wrong, and then I'll go into saying whatever it is that I, I might be seeing or experiencing. Like, I heard you say X, or I felt like I was experiencing you do Y, and then I give that other person the authority to make decisions about who and what they are for themselves. So I'm not saying this is what you are, this is what you're doing. I say, hey, this could be off, but from my chair, this is what I'm hearing, this is what I'm seeing, and it might be something we want to dig into. What do you think? Pretty digestible. And it's something where they can say, I don't want to touch that, or like, oh my gosh, and that's kind of scary to hear, but thank you. So when it comes to this specific person's question, yeah, it might be appropriate to suggest to somebody um, that this might be something that they could get a lot of help from learning about and looking into. And at the same time, it might not be appropriate. We really have to be honest with who we're with, who we're talking to, and why we're talking to them about that thing. 
So once you get all that information and you get really honest about that, then you can ask those questions, those three questions. Does this need to be said by me? Does this need to be said? Does this need to be said right now? And then you get to say, hey, are you open to hearing about this? Or are you willing to hear about this? Hey, I want to share something that I've been experiencing. I've been learning about. Do you want to hear about that? you might relate to it as well. So I hope that was helpful. As always, you guys know I can't give you direct answers to most things and this is no exception to that. So if you are more interested in learning about attachment yourself and you're like, I listened to this whole episode and I don't know what you're talking about, type in unit therapy attachment and there are plenty of episodes that we dive into attachment theory, what it is and how it might be helpful for us to learn more about it. I did a series in February all about diving deeper into attachment. I did an overview one week and then the following two weeks I did episodes dedicated to insecure avoidant and insecure anxious attachment in adults. So I will link those in the show notes so you can find them easily and I hope that you enjoy them and share them. And if people are open to hearing feedback, that's something that you might give them as a resource to kind of start dipping their toes into the water of learning more about attachment. So as always, I hope you guys have the day you need to have. I will be back with you on Monday with a brand new episode of Unit Therapy. And if you have questions you want to send in, remember you can send them to Catherine at UniTherapyPodcast.com. You can follow me at cat.defada and at UniTherapyPodcast on Instagram. And I will talk to you very soon. Bye guys. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.